Yo, thank you for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two fantasy islanders, discuss movies, TV shows, music, and anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us on Instagram as well at Press Play AR. That's Press Play AR on Instagram. This week's episode, we're going to discuss the Bloomhouse movie, Fantasy Island. Riz tell you about the new DVDs and music that are out this week, and as always, we'll end it with Six Degrees of Separation and our Fact of the Week. But first, quick news. Alright guys, so if you guys know who David Bradley is, he is uh, Mr. Filch in Harry Potter, and he is also in the Game of Thrones movie the or the game of thrones series he was also in uh les miserables right was he in the movie actually now that i think of it he was in the uh bbc television version which was not a musical i had no idea yeah well in a recent comic-con that he was in in vienna he did announce that he is voicing geppetto in the upcoming movie pinocchio I don't think that that's the Disney uh, live action one, but he also mentioned that Ewan McGregor and Tilda Swinton is also in that movie or in the movie and is expected to release for 2021. It's quite a cast. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be computer generated and not. uh, Well, there's nothing drawn animated anymore, unfortunately. I know. I mean, I would think that Geppetto would be like, at least him being live, like a human being. Yeah. And then, you know, the fairy godmother, Pinocchio himself, and the whale probably are all, like, animated. But it seems like he specifically specifically said that he is voicing Geppetto. So we'll probably see a full animated uh, movie. All right. Uh, we shall see. They're going to get it out before Disney eventually remakes a live-action version of, of Pinocchio. So we'll see. Yep. So the other piece of quick news, uh, they released a teaser-type thing with uh, showing Robert Pattinson in, in the Batman suit. And you mentioned something about uh, the insignia on his chest. Yeah, I want to say it was about, well, it's about a 37 37- uh, second clip, thirty second clip, thirty seventh. Yeah, yeah. How how specific? Yeah, uh, thirty second clip. Two five. <laughs> About just hit the whole aesthetic of how the movie might be. A lot of people say that they're getting a lot of Batman Beyond vibe, and I think it's the color hue uh, that's throwing them off. But about the the chest piece that he has, usually iconically Batman has the bat sign on his chest where in this one it's more of a mechanical look i was thinking that uh my theory is that though that that chest piece shaped as a bat can be detached into like a grappling gun or uh a a, a dual gun or something like that that can be put back into place how cool I'm. I don't want to judge too soon about it. Uh, it. Like, like I said, it's just a thirty-second tidbit of him slowly rotating from left to right and then looking up. 
<laughs> so I don't I don't want to say anything until I see more more about it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a teaser of a teaser of a teaser. It's a, it's a teaser of the costume. Yeah. I'm I think it's more, yeah, I think it's more of that. I yeah. think it's a teaser of the costume. Uh, the next thing we have is Emilio Estevez is returning to coach the Mighty Ducks in the upcoming Disney Plus series. And actually, uh, from what I hear, he won't be the main coach. The main coach is going to be Lauren Graham. He's going to... Uh, Gilmore Girls Lauren Graham? Uh, Gilmore Girls Lauren, Lauren Graham. Very good. Look who, at you. Who, but she she's in that playlist. Man. Yes. She's, a, she's actually a recurring character. She's not a regular. Um, which yeah, we have to we have to review that and and talk about add it. that to our playlist. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, but he's he will be in in some sort of capacity. It, it's a movie, not a series, right? Or no, it's a series. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Series. It's a series. It's okay, a series. so he might like cameo the way you know Bob Saget. Uh, John Stamos yeah. and John John uh, John Coulier or Dave Coulier. And Lori Laughlin cameoed on Fuller House, uh, which will be cool. Mighty Ducks Forever. It would be awesome if they got, like, Josh Jackson back. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's, he was the captain. He seems like a really good guy. I'm sure he would be down to at least cameo. Oh, yeah. I can see him go coming in and out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, too. Cool. Uh, one last thing we have. Uh, if you guys remember, there was a movie that was going to start this this universe called Dark Universe, uh, the Mummy got rebooted, played by uh, this female actress I can't think of, but she was in in that Tyrion Aragar spy movie. Oh, okay, and 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 like the twist of the trailer is that she like she's not the only Mummy, like the, it infects whoever Tom Cruise's character, and he becomes a Mummy as well. That was the whole movie. That was the twist of the trailer. Oh, well, I had no idea. Well, <laughs> apparently right. that movie bombed so horrifically that the Dark Universe was put to rest. The Dark Universe was going to be a a several movie series uh, story arc of your classic Hollywood monster, which includes Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> Is Frankenstein uh, in it? <laughs> Frankenstein, um, Where, the werewolf, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Vam, uh, Dracula, Dracula, um, and they already had a tight cast. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein was going to play Angelina Jolie. Javier Bardem was going to play Frankenstein. Johnny Depp was going to play the Invisible Man, and it, all this, all this was going to be uh, like interconnected, kind of like the Marvel movies. Correct with Russell Crowe. Playing as Jacqueline Hyde, which is that universe's version of Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. Right, and he did. He uh, Russell Russell. Did you say Russell Brand or Russell Crowe? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's Russell Crowe. I, I I think you did. I think I heard Russell Brand. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. No, no, no. I heard it. Uh, but you said but you said it correctly. But and he, and he was in the Mummy. Yes. Um, and it's a shame that that didn't take off. And it was going to be like a whole like recruitment type story arc, recruiting all these people to fight this underworld of, of evil, uh, magic and and stuff like that. I just think they shouldn't have started with the mummy with Tom Cruise, or just had they shouldn't have had Tom Cruise in it at all because he 
is such a polarizing actor and and like you said about other actors he he only plays himself he's not he's not like an enigma that you know like like we we said johnny depp or uh an actor or actress like that um so that was going to not be made at all until recently. There has been rumors that the Dark Universe is rising thanks to Amy Pascal. If you don't know who she is, or sounds Girls. familiar. Is right? she from Gilmore Girls? Oh, no, no, you're I'm messing with of me. Amy Palladino, Sher- Amy Sherman Palladino. I'm sorry. No, Never mind. Amy Pascal is a producer behind Venom 2, Little Women, and Spider-Man Into the Universe. She and actor-director John Krasinski, who's uh, in, who's the director of The Quiet Place and started his career from The Office and is doing the Jack Ryan series, are both looking for to bring back uh, that universe. It's still, still very, very green. There are rumors that they reached out to David Kopeck, who is the writer of Jurassic Park, to start writing. And when Universal... Uh, studios or movie studios were asked about this they were completely positive and they said that they were absolutely open to any and all ideas oh my god that'd be that'd be amazing and i would and i kind of really really hope they end up getting angelina jolie uh because i think you mentioned uh previously that um that they they would kick it off with Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, correct. That's what Amy and John are working on as the next film in this dark universe. But yet, no one knows for sure if n- nor Angelina Jolie or the other cast of the other uh, dark universe movies um, are coming back, like Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem, uh, which would be great if they all came back because that that sounded like a pretty awesome cast an amazing cast but we don't know because angelina jolie is now uh with the eternals and mcu it's currently filming now and we don't know what her next role will be after the eternals or how many pictures she signed on to do so that can change quickly all right well stay tuned for updates on this uh keep it on this page to find out the latest on that we're gonna take go. a quick break We'll be back with our Fantasy Island review, TTYL. That means ta-ta for now, as Tigger will say. And we are back? Yeah, we're back. Are we? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we saw Fantasy Island, uh, which was released February 14th, 2020, directed by uh, Jeff Wadlow. Who? directed cast too the Good cast movie. includes maggie q lucy hale portia doubleday michael pena robbie jones jimmy yang michael roker parisa Fitzhenley, and ryan hansen or henson uh the enigmatic mr rourke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. So I don't think it's a actual straight adaptation to the 1980s Fantasy Island show. I want to say it was 1970s, actually, uh, but it might have been like like started in the 70s and ended in the 80s. It could be both. Um, 
it's it's an adapt it's definitely an adaptation because I think Mr. Rourke was Ricardo Montalban and there's several uh, other characters from the original show uh, and I'm pretty sure it like kind of followed the same you know come to the island and all your fantasies will come true BS but this you know this is obviously more on the darker side because it's a Blue Mouse film yeah Bloomhouse are the people behind get out uh and other movies like the blank black Klansman that they produced that they were nominated for academy and so yeah i've never watched the original or the tv show it was before my time uh but due to pop culture i understand the whole the plane thing and they made that part very clear throughout the movie Yes, uh, several several characters said the plane, the plane. It, it was you know funny at first, at first, but uh, okay. So the movie kind of begins uh, with these five characters arriving on the island by, of course, the plane, uh, <laughs> and they're greeted by um, the the beautiful oh what uh, Parisa Fitzhenley. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're each shown their rooms and then they meet for drinks afterwards. And that's when they meet Michael Pena's character, Mr. Rourke, who, you know, informs them, hey, you know, this island is all about your fantasies. And you know. there's two rules. One is the first, you, every visitor has only one rule. And the second rule. One fantasy. Or one fantasy. Yes. And the second rule is that you must fulfill that fantasy Completely. You must allow the the entire fantasy to play out, I think is how they put it. Yeah. Um, So you have uh, Maggie Q, who is absolutely stunning. I want to see more of her in the big and small screen. Uh, She's she's freaking gorgeous. She doesn't age. Where the hell have you been, Maggie Q? Uh, Didn't she do Nikita? Who did Nikita? I want to say... No, I think she did like the... uh, the remake of Nikita. Yeah. The La, La Femme Nikita. But no. Uh, the It was a show as well. It was, um, called, it was called Nikita. Oh my goodness. The original like was La Femme Nikita. Yo, so her fantasy was to say yes to a marriage proposal that she didn't uh, do originally. Lucy Hale wanted to uh, seek revenge from a bully back in high school, uh, which is Portia Doubleday, who plays Sloan. Uh, and then you have Jimmy Yang and Ryan Hansen, who are stepbrothers. But the person in that group who went uh, or who got the application was Ryan Hansen. Uh, and they just wanted to live it up. Uh, yeah, I, I think party like ballers is what they said. Yeah. And uh, and then there's uh, Robbie Austin, Jones, or what's Austin Stonewall, actually, who, who we didn't mention. He... Um, he wanted to to be in the army, yeah. But his mother wouldn't allow it because his father, you know, passed away passed when he away. was uh, and young he and young in cop. the army. And it, he became a cop in real life, and and he thought, well, coming to this fantasy island, I thought he thought that you know maybe I can play a little and you know touch base with with my dad and reconnect with my father like that. Uh, Michael Pena says, you know, everyone goes to sleep. Uh, and the next morning, your fantasy will start. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, the two brothers started out uh, with early their... because it was like this huge house party. Yeah, like they were the main the main guests or like the main 
host or whatever and yeah, everyone was like gog gagging over them yeah, all models. the women were uh with ryan hansen whereas jimmy yang plays a gay guy which was awesome yeah that was a pretty cool uh inclusion scene where uh um his brother's like fyi you guys know my brother's gay yeah and michael pena's like you know what we got we got that covered. We got that covered. And it was well. like a bungalow of half-naked dudes with bongs and weeds and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, slowly but surely, you start seeing that things are not what they seem to be. Um, the, the Parisio, who her character is Julia, starts like nosebleeds and isn't like there all health wise. So we're like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Right. She's she's the assistant. She's Michael Pena's assistant, Mr. Rourke's assistant. Mm-hmm. And um, as the movie go on, each you you get you know every every each of those five characters uh, have their screen time on how their fantasy is being. Uh, developed and evolved where i think lucy hale's um fantasy is the first one obviously through the trailers is the first one to realize that it's not a fantasy it's actually real life and the person that she is hologram or hologramming who she thinks is the hologram who she thinks is a hologram is uh portia doubleday played by sloan is the bully and she's like oh no oh crap this is like not the how how i thought it would be and uh at first she starts like sharing like this uh video of sloan cheating on her husband and then some dude comes with like a lot of surgical equipment and start you know very very uh bloom house type production uh with their like surgical saw yeah saw type thing or um oh shoot what was the movie uh where hostile Hostile, yeah, very hostile. Are they behind like, them? No, no, I, maybe we'll check. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the um, there's that fantasy, and you know, she that's where you know, we, even though we knew from the trailer, that's when the audience is introduced to the fact that you know, there's some dark stuff going on, like some. I don't know, black magic or something. Yeah, they see also, like, through their peripheral vision, this, like, dark figured. Uh, he looks kind of, like, burnt, maybe. Um, and it's, like, one of those you you miss it or you see it or you miss it because it happens so quickly. Uh, and whatever. Uh, as a movie goes on, then uh, what's the guy's name? The army dude? Uh, that is Austin Stone Stonewell, uh, who I, I think out of all the fantasies was very interesting because he obviously wanted to be, be in the army and he thought he was going to basically be, be be given like a gun with blanks and be able to play army for the day. Yeah. And he gets dropped off at the middle of the jungle. Yeah. Um, and he's confronted by these people. Well, first he's confronted by Al Roker from The Walking Dead. Al Roker? Al Roker from, <laughs> Michael, the, excuse from me. the Walking Dead? Michael Roker from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, the well, the it's raiding zombies and, and cats. <laughs> and let's see what's on your neck of the woods. Okay. Uh, wow. 
He's confronted by him, and Al Roker's like, this is nothing as it Michael seems. Michael Roker. <laughs> by Michael Roker. Whatever. Uh, and then he, like, runs off because, you know, these army dudes come along. And they're like, wait, wait, what are you doing here? You must be, like, a spy or something. We don't know who you are. And they, um, you know, they tie him up, and they bring him to their unit, and... The guy turns, or one of the guys turns around, and it's his freaking father. But, you know, the age that he was when uh, Austin, whatever, was like seven years old. Yes. Uh, yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Maggie Q's, uh, it, it, it's back and forth, you know. Maggie Q's fantasy uh, was we to say yes to a wedding proposal, which she did. And by doing that, they got. Uh, married and had a child, uh, like as if like time fast forward five years, but she was like given the memories as well. Which yes, is and the pictures on her phone and all that stuff. Wow. So she's like freaking out, and then um, how did that that turn turn uh, dark though? I think. Because she realized that that's not what she wanted at the end. Right. And the reason why she doesn't want she that's not what she wanted is because she feels like, you know, she has all this, but she doesn't feel like she deserved deserved it or it doesn't feel completely, fully satisfied. Yes, she has the man of her dream and the daughter that she's always wanted and this beautiful family, but she wasn't feeling the sense of accomplishment like she did it. She doesn't feel fulfilled. I think it, it goes back to the reason why she said no in the first place. She felt guilty herself because she she alluded to something that happened uh, before that, that she wasn't able to save someone. Correct. And each one had like a weird kind of story that we weren't being told. Uh, but back to uh, Lucy Hale, I guess. Yes. Where she she's able to... Um, to basically save her torturer or her high school torturer um, from, like, freaking a crazy-ass guy. Uh, he was creepy. And then uh, Mickey Roker, or Michael Roker, uh, character, told Lucy Hale on the bully, like, hey, I've been sent here because I'm a PI because shit's been happening here and it's kind of quirky. Here's this telephone, call this dude, and tell him to meet uh, you over here with the plane and send this information out. Um, and at the same time, it flashes back to uh, the army guy. What's his name? Austin Stone. Austin. I want to say Austin Stone. Uh, shoot. Hold. So in in his story, he finally confronts his dad and he's like, look, I you're my stole stole Austin stole. So Austin's character is c confronting his father and telling him, look, um, you're my dad, and I know this because you are. And here's a picture of of me and my dad, but I was seven or eight at that time, and you died in Venezuelan because of a grenade uh, in the army. That's what my mom told me, and you died a hero, and that's why I became a cop uh, second because, you know, mom didn't let me be an army dude because uh, of you. Um, so he's like, well, we're going to Venezuela tomorrow, uh, so I'm leaving and Austin's like, no, you can't leave because you're a hero. You're my dad. You're the person who I looked up to and you sacrificed yourself to save your army men by, uh, jumping on top of that grenade. So 
he's like, fine, then let's go to Venezuela with me and maybe you can stop that. That's when we realize that the Venezuelan uh, mission is at the house of the stepbrothers, Jimmy Yang and Ryan Henson. Be- yeah, because the house had been at that point um, uh, attacked by whoever owned the house before or something. Like, you can't get anything for free. So none of that was free. No, the the drugs and all the money that they, they had been you know, having fun with wasn't theirs. So I guess the owner of the property showed up to kill the stepbrothers and like, and asked them like, where, where, what happened to all the money and all the cocaine? Uh, so that gets into like an intertwined crossfire where two of the fantasies, uh, combine together. Right. Um, and then Lucy Hale goes with Michael Rooker and the bully to like this, cave where they find a stone and they realize that it's the stone uh, with the water that is being produced is what's causing the fantasy and if you drink it the more you drink it the more the fantasy uh, comes true so they run back to the hotel to call the guy that Michael Rooker or Rooker yeah uh, told them to call and they all meet up again yeah in the meantime uh the the crazy torture guy uh attacks them and uh michael Rooker uh sacrifices, sacrifices himself. himself by thro- throwing them both off a cliff so do you like the movie how it's going on right now riz uh at this time it was it was keeping me guessing and uh the one thing that we say about about all these trailers or that we've been saying about, about all these trailers lately is that it gives too much away um and at this point, we're kind of learning that there's connections between these characters, which definitely the trailer did not give away. And by knowing that, we find out that Maggie doesn't want that that fantasy anymore, the family fantasy. So she goes back to um, Mr. Rourke and tells tells him, hey, I, I this is not my fantasy. This is not what I want, because in reality, it's something else. And he's like, you know what? Usually we don't do this, but meh, why not? Because this is a movie and everything is possible. And it's, you know, rules are meant to be broken. It's Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Yeah. Isla de la Fantasia. So. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes uh, back through the wall, through the door that she originally went uh, to reenact her engagement proposal. And she is in a building that is caught on fire so she tells mr rurk er that she wanted to save a life that she feels really bad that she didn't get to to save this person's life and that if she doesn't do this she won't live the rest of her life in peace she'll feel completely guilty and she's like okay uh or mr rurk says okay i'm going to grant you that second wish so she goes and tries to get this dude out of a burning room yeah uh she's running up the stairs and this is where even more of the the stuff gets like intertwined as she's running up the stairs uh the two brothers are running down she's like hey what are you guys doing here and they're like we're lee we're getting out The, the building's on fire um she's like what the hell so she goes goes in tries to get a fire extinguisher from her kitchen but the roof caves in 
and then she goes upstairs to try and save who she's trying to save but she can't it won't it won't unlock the, the, the door won't unlock it's hot um and she runs downstairs she, to get help outside and, and she's runs. confronted by a cop who is uh, austin stowell yep and he was very adamant not to go in there he, uh, yeah he wasn't a hero he wasn't a hero like his father he was too scared yeah and then she's like you know what f it i'm gonna do it my damn self so she goes up the stairs and she's like uh fuck it i'm gonna go try to save him and unfortunately she doesn't uh she gets pulled out of that fantasy by julia um and Julie asked, did you save her or the person? And she said, no, I couldn't. Um, and what happened after that? Uh, at this point, like all this shit's going down. Uh, Lucy Hale and and uh, and Sloan are able. It's Margaret and Sloan are able to get back to the phone to call her her to husband, call Sloan's, Sloan's husband. husband. She asked for forgiveness and she asked her she asked him to call the guy. Uh, back to the compound of the mission of Venezuela, uh, everything that the guy that the dad uh, said that was going to happen happened. Um, the the owners of the house had a gunfight with the army people, including um, Austin and his father, and they all die except for Austin in the army. And one of the stepbrothers dies because he gets shot. Uh, yeah, Ryan Henson gets shot. Baxter, he saves the day um, and uh, is able to, um, you know, stop the uh, the grenade. And From blowing up. So they all run off and the all these, you know, characters that had been killed are being reanimated by this black oil or, or black water or whatever. Um so they're like we called a plane we called a plane that's when everyone gets together we you know and start running towards the uh the dock the dock and, and then the plane and they're like the plane the, that's and everyone's like the plane the plane the plane oh my god that wasn't annoying it was it was kind of cute i liked it but whatever and okay. then the plane blows up by the owners of the house uh, the Venezuelans and they start still killing them and they're like, okay, hold on. This is weird. What the fuck is going on? And Maggie Q's like, I went back. I got a second fantasy and I realized that we're all in this fantasy. So this is not our individual fantasy. This is someone else's fantasy and we're just in their torturing world and we're the ones being tortured by her that person's fantasy right because so, at this point they all realize their connection that they were all part of that building because maggie q is the one that's like wait i saw everyone there and the only one that wasn't accounted for was uh lucy hale who was like oh, oh my god i was supposed to meet up with the guy that died the two brothers were roommates with the guy that died and they they didn't check to see if he was in his room they thought he was out Exactly. And then they're like, okay, so everyone was there, but where was Margaret? And Margaret's like, I didn't go because I got cold feet and we didn't meet up. But we later come to revelation that it was Lucy Hale's fantasy to kill all these people because she met this guy for coffee and they were going to go meet for a date and she waited for him. 
all night at this restaurant and she felt like she got stood up. And the next day she saw in the news that he died because of this fire. Oh, BTW, Maggie Q's character was the one who accidentally started the fire. She lived below him. Uh, she put a, a tea on or a kettle on and it caught fire because she wasn't paying attention. So that, that that's where that regret and that that uh, feeling that she got. Yeah, each each one of the of the characters had some had some uh, connection, connection to that event. Yeah, exactly. They they could have they they could have saved him each one or not not necessarily saved him. They could have um, you know prevented it from happening in some way. They all caused it and they caused his death in some way. So it's kind of like like there's a final destination undertone there. Very very small. Uh, be, with that whole revelation. So Margaret's like, you know what? F you guys. I tricked all of you. Uh, yeah, the whole thing was her fantasy. And her fantasy wasn't to get back at her high school uh, tormentor, even though that she was a bitch. And she brought her to the island as part of the whole thing. Yeah, it was because, all a show. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a good twist as well. I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Um, they decided to all go blow up the the stone that produces that black water. The stone, yeah. Uh, and then that's where it all gets revealed, and um, it's revealed that Julia is actually Michael Pena's wife, who he is indebted to the island because he kept bringing her back. But when he first met her, so he had to watch her die over and over again because apparently she she died of cancer. Or they never really revealed it, but I'm assuming it's like cancer or, or something. Or tuberculosis or something like that. Yeah. So in order for him to get his fantasy uh, come true, he has to make sure that everyone else's fantasies gets uh, fulfilled all the way through. That's his uh, bargain. Yeah. So uh, at this point, the everyone gets into like this huge scuffle and... Uh, Lucy Hale gets thrown in the bat of that oil. Well, uh, Michael Pena is like, well, you know, uh, everyone only gets one fantasy, but Sloane never got her fantasy because she was kidnapped and brought to the island without a, you know, without a fantasy. So Correct. that's when, that's when Sloane is like, my fantasy is for Margaret and uh, Nick, the guy that that died in the fire, to be together forever, and that's when uh, the burned up Nick, you know jumps out of the the water and grabs her and pulls her down which is a figure that you see throughout the movie off to the distance right uh is it, it's nick um and they get together underwater yeah well she she pops up for a second because she tosses a grenade she tosses the grenade because the grenade somehow ended up in in there but but because they the were pain. gonna use the grenade yeah to blow up the stone um and the you know she pulled the pin and that's when uh, Austin sacrificed himself, which I thought was a good scene. I liked his his storyline a lot. Um, and then that quickly turns into like an all white screen, and it's the next day, and we see that Maggie Q's character is survived. Sloane is alive, and Jimmy uh, Yang is alive. Uh, everyone else is dead <laughs> well it's really just austin and margaret are the ones that died and margaret you know 
was the psycho. Yeah. Uh, but as everyone's getting ready to leave, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Rourke, Michael Pena's character, told uh, uh, Baxter yeah. that, uh, you know, you were brought here by your brother. You were never given your, your fantasy because so you could still get a fantasy. And he said, the only wish that I could ever yeah. have was for my brother to be alive and be able to go home and live out his life. And Mr. Rourke told him, well, you can have that, but you have to stay on this island forever if you if you get it. Now, in their little story as stepbrothers is that uh, Jimmy Yang's father or Baxter's father was previously married and uh, his stepbrother ryan that's his name the actor ryan henson uh pretty much gave up a lot to to cater to jimmy yang's uh character to baxter yeah because when when his character when he came out of the closet he was disowned and he stuck with his brother yeah Um, so then he feels like because of him uh ryan couldn't you know live his life the way he wanted wanted to or go out there and get the girl that he wants because of being the brother that he is to help him out and make him feel make him feel loved so as you said with the wish uh he was granted that wish uh the the two girls maggie q and sloan are on the plane and then the door closes and they're like hey wait about what about baxter yeah we're missing one person no we're not there's those two that's what, no that's what she said oh <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden ryan henson turns around who obviously they had seen die and he's like no no you're not missing and he turned around and he looked out the window and it was it was a big emotional scene and uh and then there, there, there's the the twist for all the Fantasy Island show fans. Um, when Michael Pena's like, so we're going to have to get you a suit. What should we call you? He's like, well, my nickname in college. Was and he tea? revealed, you know, his nickname, which was a tattoo that he got of the word tattoo. So his nickname. So he's tattoo, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and the movie ends with a nice uh, wide shot of the island and the house and Mr. Work with the now tattoo. Yeah. And that's the end of that movie. What did you think? I oh, really liked it. Really? I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. And there were there were a lot of really good twists uh, that I wasn't expecting. And it did cater to to you know fans of the show you know like i said of what people know of the show it does make me kind of want to check out the show a little bit to see just how it was but no i liked it a lot and i thought the lucy hale twist uh was pretty good that the entire thing that we thought was going on the entire time was just this one character's fantasy to be honest it was 10 times better than black christmas oh Uh, my god i do gotta say that but I kind of didn't like it. I guess, yes, it had a lot of... Tw- I think it had like three or four twists on top of each other, which I guess that's what what made it interesting. But for me, I felt like the second act kind of dragged. It probably dragged a little bit, but it was still... And it's one of those... I The felt, walking around the cave thing was a little weird. Yeah, and that second fight where he got sucked into the water... 
uh, Ryan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it wasn't neat. There were a couple needed. scenes that were more of a filler. Yeah. For runtime than anything else, and it's it's for me it felt like a movie that you're like, oh, it's going to end. Oh nope, there's like ten more minutes, and then there's a conclusion, and you're like, oh yay, but no, there's there's ten more minutes, and it's a never ending ending. Uh, I would say personally, me wait until Netflix or rent to own go see in the movies it's <laughs> it's a fun ride we haven't been split in a movie in a while yeah so yeah if you like it what what would you give it i give it 3.5 i give it a 2.9 all right cool so what are the music and dvds that are out now it's funny that you should ask me that because <laughs> okay. i have actually um looked it up to see exactly what's coming out on music and or DVDs. Uh, new DVDs this week, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is out, um, which Mama Rita did not give a high score for. She went to see it. Jojo Rabbit is out, uh, nominated for an Academy Award rate. And uh, Midway, which I heard a little bit about, but, you know, I haven't really... Well, I don't know. Uh, new music, a uh, new Ozzy Osbourne album called Ordinary Man. Uh, BTS, which I think was is a, one of your sister's favorite bands. Yeah, they're like a uh, Korean pop band, K-pop. Uh, Map of the Soul, number seven. Ooh, number seven. Yeah, and Grimes with Miss Anthropocene. Miss Anth- Anthro- Anthropocene. No Anth- idea. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, this week's six degrees of separation, I'm going to give you Michael Pena and the lovely Rose McGowan. Okay. Um, good Lord. Former Rose McGowan. She's amazing. She's been through some shit. I know. I know. Um, all right. That, that one's actually pretty easy. Uh, Is it? Super easy. Do you want to give me another one? No, it's too late. No, too late. <laughs> uh, Michael Pena was in Fantasy Island with uh, Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale uh, was in Scream 4 uh, with Nev Campbell. And, of course, Nev Campbell was in Scream with Rose McGowan. Oh, wow. I didn't know she was in Scream 4. Yep. Yep. Awesome. And our fact of the week is those complex looking green digits scrolling down the screen in the Matrix franchise may look mysterious to you. But in fact, there were symbols from a sushi cookbook scanned by the movie's production designer. Uh, oh, funny. <laughs> and that's the fact of the week. And you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It, you got to eat it with sushi. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us over at Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram for updated content and info on our show. Thank you for hanging out with us this week. We love to hear from our devoted listeners, too. Email us at gopressplay 2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number 2, at gmail.com. This is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Yo, yo, yo. I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Woo.